Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring how we become our very best in the world by being kind to ourselves. I'm Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported and caffeinated by Captain and Stoker Coffee Roasters, located at 398 East Franklin Street in Monterey, California. And if you're not local, you can hop on captainandstoker.com and order up a bag, brew up a cup today. So why don't you love on them a little bit? They're great supporters of Self-Kindness with Pete. Grab a great cup of coffee. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey at unionyoga-monterey.com. So I'm loving it. Thanks for your support for Self-Kindness with Pete. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and I am thrilled to be here with you today. It's episode 30. Oh my goodness. Something that started at the beginning of this wild adventure that we're calling 2020. Recording in a home studio. Started in the upstairs coat closet. uh, Gotten a little bit more advanced but still not impervious to the home studio setup. Uh, You might hear my neighbor's um, leaf blower going in the background. That's just part of it. That's where we are. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, getting to listen to that new intro, some new music, uh, a song that my beautiful wife Ann Sibley wrote uh, to kick off the show now. And here we go. We're here. We're on the podcast. And I've got some great guests that I am lining up, probably going to be rolling in in the next few weeks, definitely in the new year of 2021. And here we are. I want to say thank you if this is uh, you're returning and you're listening again. And welcome to you if you are a brand new listener. How's it going? Here we are. This is an exploration around self-kindness. So if at any moment you are becoming aware of something that isn't self-kind to you, notice that, move in and back into self-kindness. We always begin with just noticing where you are. Let's do a check-in. Here we're here. Are you sitting? Are you standing? Do you have this going in the background while you're driving? Make sure you're paying attention to your hands on the wheel. Can you feel your feet on the gas? You know, we're coming to the end of 2020. We've been hitting the brakes hard. We weren't pumping the brakes in 2020. We (laughs) slammed on those brakes. And sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes we need to stop. That's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast because I feel like that is the entry point for so many of us with a self-kindness practice is how do we stop talking to ourselves the way that we do you know it's it's like so many of us can say I would never never talk to a friend a co-worker my kids the way that I talk to myself 
So, you know, stop it. <laughs> like, I know you know it's possible, especially if you're a parent or a teacher or, you know, or a boss. Like, you tell people and others to, you know, don't talk that way. So, we know it's possible. Today, we're going to talk about how. But before we get into that, I wanted to say thank you to those of you that have rated this show. Oops, I think I just bonked the mic. You've rated this show. You have told me about what this show brings up for you, the things you like about this show. And some of you have given me some good feedback. And I'm working that in. We're working that in week by week. But a holiday gift, if you are so inclined, would you go and rate this show? That would be such a huge gift for me. Okay, so self-kindness. This, you might be listening to this during a little bit of downtime in your life. And I laugh to say that the holidays this year are going to be downtime. But a lot of us aren't going to be traveling. Or if we are, we're just doing one you know, one thing, small group. And so let yourself have some time to reflect. Time to reflect on 2020. And what did self-kindness look like for you in 2020? Was it even there? Now, what do you want a self-kindness practice to look like in 2021? And if you're listening to this, you are like me, that you have some intuition. There's some fundamental understanding in you that being kind to you, bringing that attention into you, is of service to others. And on some level, we know that Working to change our outside circumstances rarely works. We just aren't control in control. <laughs> we just aren't in control of the outside world. But what we are in control of is how we think and how we respond to it. And that's all self-kindness is, my friends. So let's get into it. Let's jump right in. I know that even if you have some downtime, it's a busy time. And so thank you for listening to this podcast. We're just going to go in and explore, take a little look at how to stop your negative self-talk. So if you have listened to this podcast in the past, you probably have heard me tell the story about when we were driving around the country and our kiddos were just little babies Anne and I were still full-time touring musicians driving around the country because we had sold our home in Jackson Hole. We didn't have a home. We were, our home was your home. Like it was our family and friends and fans that opened their lives to support us. And that act of kindness, love it. I love it. Kind of write a book about it someday. But, you know, it's not all... Uh, looking back, I, I focus a lot on on the things that went right on that adventure. But there were moments, like the moment that I shared 
in a story a couple podcasts ago when on one rainy afternoon on an interstate in upstate New York, I really lost, I lost control of, of myself. And I pulled the car over on the ramp. I say pulled the car over, but really it was like screeching car and like skidding rocks as I put the car in park. I didn't turn the car off. My family was in the car, people. And I opened the door, I got out, and I ran away from the car. So not one of my better moments, but a moment nonetheless that has been a teacher since that moment in time. And the reason why I bring it up today is, like, I notice this self-talk, this negative self-talk, it is a human thing. It's human. Like, if you have negative self-talk, you're a human being. I have heard people who, you know, are close to the Dalai Lama, and they spend their lives meditating, and guess what they notice? Negative self-talk. But maybe they don't call it negative, but anyway... So this self-talk is about being human. It's what we all do. And I know in my life, if I could take my mind and use it as a test tube, and if I could convince me and the mind that I have carried, well, I know it's possible for anybody. Like a depressed mind, a self-loathing mind, a mind that was asking, what's the point? Yes, even that mind can be, it can be supported and supported with this practice of self-kindness. So let's begin. Where do you find negative self-talk shows up in your life? Or however you call that, you know, the, the critic mind or whatever. For some of you, I know it's after you eat something. Maybe you just ate a treat for the holidays, or maybe you had that hamburger and fries, or maybe it's just the fact that you have been snack. you know, whatever it is. The negative self-talk comes in. You shouldn't have. You should have had the salad. You should have just left it there. How many cookies do you actually need to be happy? in this moment and on and on it can go or maybe something shows up over the holiday break where you feel you let one of your boundaries get crossed like a family that wanted to FaceTime when you just didn't have the space to do it but you said yes anyway from that place of that you should or you need to be the peacekeeper in the family or whatever where and you cross that boundary and then that voice comes in that criticizes you that judges you or other guilt you know about getting cards out maybe it's as a parent or just your narrative about where you find yourself in your life or how you show up that you're too emotional or you're too easily swayed or you don't stand up for yourself at work or at home or that you're a failure you can't do it 
I've even heard somebody recently say like, it, it's like they tell themselves they suck. <laughs> so, and I'm laughing because I know that I've done that. So again, this is every human being. Welcome to the club. So why? So three, three whys that I wanted to uh, put out on this podcast. Number one, these thoughts come from a brain that has evolved and is designed to keep us safe. It's designed to keep you alive. So this brain puts and offers up these thoughts from wherever, the collective consciousness. Hmm, I don't know. Where do we learn these thoughts? Offers up these thoughts that if we do this, if we go out, if we fail, we will die. Or we'll get kicked out of the club. We'll get kicked out of the tribe. And no one will like us. We'll be ostracized. So, number one, this is just what our brain has evolved to do. Number two, why? Neuroplasticity. So, I love bringing in some of the new current science that supports self-kindness, self-compassion, and as a strength, a human strength, a human step towards growth and evolution. So neuroplasticity speaks to the idea that we think the same thoughts because they're familiar. We are actually, when we let ourselves think the same thoughts over and over and over, we're creating the neural network to make it easier and more efficient for our brain to think a negative thought. So if that feels a little bit too sciencey for you, then that's fine. But one way to think about it is a computer or a robot, and they have if-then statements that just, they work on efficiency. And you know, I was laughing because as I was thinking of putting this in as part of the podcast, I was on a website where, you know, it was asking for verification and there's a box right in the middle that, that you click. We've all seen it. And it's, it just simply says, I am not a robot. And I just started laughing because I'm like, I'm always looking for signs to remind me of, am I being kind to myself? And the fact that I have to actively click on something to tell the world that I am not a robot, it just makes me laugh. And it's funny that it's a robot that's asking me to tell them that I'm not. So this neuroplasticity, this idea of that our brain does things to be efficient gets to why we repeat negative self-talk. It's because we believe that this talk will help us to be motivated to change, motivated to do better, motivated to become our better selves. And so we use it time and time and time and time again. And we've just gotten used to it. So we can play an active role in being intentional about working 
with this attribute, this idea that our brain is fluid and indeed it's always changing. Can we be intentional with that? And I've referred to her episode a bunch, but my conversation with Dr. Palin Kesseber on this podcast uh, talks directly about this. So check her out if you haven't listened to that episode yet. Okay, so back to reason number three under why do we do this negative self-talk. And the third reason is less obvious that that when we're in the negative self-talk, it becomes more apparent when you're sitting in a practice like self-kindness, which includes mindfulness and self-inquiry and self-awareness and noticing our thoughts. It's more apparent that this negative self-talk actually is here and we use it because it's familiar. It's like we tell this narrative about who we are as a person. And that negative self-talk is a big part of that. So the reason why we go back to it, again, it's less obvious, but as we begin to dig and understand that you know our actions and the results of our actions, like negative self-talk. Well, it comes from our feelings, which come from our thoughts. We want to feel in control. We want to feel in a familiar, comfortable place. We don't like uncomfortable. That goes back to that belief that being uncomfortable, we might die. So knowing that our thoughts create our feelings and from our feelings we're taking action and getting results including what we're thinking in our mind we start to notice that why we do negative self-talk is because it's familiar to us and we actually feel comfortable in that place hmm And so we repeat it over and over and over again. Even when we say out loud, we don't want to do this again. All right. So how do we begin to change that? How do we stop the negative self-talk? Well, that is self-kindness, my friends. So three ways that I work with people and begin to share with clients and I want to share with you three ways to start. So number one, how do you stop negative self-talk? The first step is to become an active participant on your behalf. What does that mean? That means Begin by noticing, witnessing, being aware of when do you talk that way, this way to yourself. This is being active to remember to click the button. You are not a robot. You know, 
the feelings that you're feeling. You're not a robot. You don't have to just cycle through it. You're a human being. So a human being notices, witnesses. And here's the, here's the secret sauce. It's like you are capable of feeling that feeling. You are capable of sitting in the uncomfortable. It's just your brain telling you that you're not. It's not true. When you witness it, when you notice it, here's the thing. It's like it loses its grip. It starts to soften just a little bit, just by witnessing it. So the first step, being an active participant on your behalf. You can write it down. You could put it on a piece of paper. You can find ways to be more accountable with yourself. You know, maybe it's books. Maybe it's listening to more podcasts. Maybe it's a support group or therapy. And maybe it's intentional coaching in this realm to know your thoughts, to really get active and serious about being kind. Step number two, how to stop your negative self-talk? Become willing to experiment. Become willing to be a beginner with this. This concept has recently come across my path, which is the idea of life is 50-50. So 50-50 meaning 50% of the time it's clicking, it's going the way we want it, and 50% of the time, not so much. So if that's just how life is, even when you get the things that you want, or even when the outcomes are the things you want, even when people show up and say the things you want, you're still going to be 50-50. So our work is to work on how we meet that reality, that life is 50-50. And we need to begin someplace. We need to be willing to be a beginner. When I taught music lessons, whether it was guitar or singing or banjo or whatever, I was always, you know, I, I felt more inspired by an adult, especially if the adult was maybe years older than me, and they would come to me and ask for lessons. And I was always struck by that because that is such the opposite of what our culture and society seems to praise, maybe on this, this surface culture, that they praise, you know, not showing your weakness, that they praise a you know, showing up as the expert, as the, you know, the Michael Jordan of their field. And so that's beautiful. But for most of us, we're going to be more on the beginner side. And especially if we want to explore something new, creating new neural networks, we're going to be a beginner. And so these people would come to me and they would sit in front of me and their fingers would miss strings, they would fumble, they, they, they may be a person who's a plastic surgeon, 
and suddenly they can't move their fingers to make one chord so they can sing along like this land is your land but their willingness to be a beginner unbelievable incredible courage incredible vulnerability so be a beginner let yourself be a beginner and the third how is to start start somewhere for me it's starting a practice that really is step number three being intentional with my practice so it can be an informal practice maybe it's journaling maybe it's um, you know going on walks and really watching your thoughts and giving yourself space and time to to be that witness you know that first step to actively participate on your behalf and for those of you that are ready I, I couldn't suggest more highly to embrace a formal practice whether that's with coaching whether that's with online courses whether that's with trainings to embrace a formal practice it just you know expedites this practice or possibility this benefit in your life i look back on the me that i was in that space of depression and at that time i know that it was it felt impossible to ask for help and at some moment i did and it has made all the difference so remember dear dear podcast listener dear friend this is every person's work you know we're not alone we're not unique in self-talk that might be negative or downright cruel the opportunity is just to start somewhere and maybe this podcast gives you a place to start a place to begin so remember folks i love you i want to leave you with some music of anna mines i hope you have a fabulous week and i look forward to connecting with you next week don't forget be kind to you hey self-kindness with pete listener i see you you know that more self-kindness would benefit your life but you're not sure where to begin or you're in a tough cycle right now or maybe there's so many balls in the air you can't even see the sky you've done this self-work thing in the past but still don't feel like you're living it every day living from a big free purposeful life then you got to sign up for my self-kindness coaching my kindness coaching is my monthly one-on-one coaching where i teach you the tools and methods i've used in my own life so that you will know how to bring peace of mind lightness a sense of control and contentment to your life i would love to begin working with you go to petesibley.com/coaching for a free consultation There's a-